Pastor Rob here from City East Church and MTL Ministries. What you hold is true. Is it really truth? Will what you believe get you through on Judgment Day? Are you keeping to the pattern of sound teaching held out in Scripture? In this series, Truth, Judgment and Eternity, I intend to deliver messages that check the solidness of our Christian foundation so as to guard the good deposit that was entrusted to us as Christ's ambassadors on this earth. When the spiritual tide is low, and this is a a saying that um, Ravi Zacharias said, when the tide is low, every shrimp has his own puddle. (laughs) And uh, meaning that there's lots and lots and lots of different ideas, thoughts, concepts come up, and uh, everyone has their own little, you know, group of believers in believing in a certain way. And we're seeing that more and more today, you know, with every passing day, there's a new religion propping up somewhere, you know. And it it gets to the point where it just about gets mind-blowing even though I know a lot about different religions and belief systems in the world, it's mind-blowing to see just how many there are coming up and the arguments that are getting put forth against Christianity. And, and you can see when you... Like, I've, I've had so many debates with people online and you listen to their objections and you just think, man, your mind is so twisted. It's so warped. The way you're thinking it, like, to untangle the messes of some of those minds out there is a near impossibility for a normal person. You know, even speaking by the Spirit, I find it a real tough call to keep confronting these atheists and these different belief systems and trying to untangle the mess their minds are in. So what that means is, is these guys are, they're in a puddle, you know, of belief. And because the tide is low in the sense that the spiritual climate of our countries are so low, people can't see God from their puddle, if you know what I mean. So what we need to do is we need to see the tide come in. And that tide is a tide of revival that's going to sweep over our nation and heighten people's awareness to God because of God's presence coming close to us. Do you know what I mean? Every revival of the past, like if you look, I've studied the the revivals of the First Great Awakening, the Second Great Awakening, um, Welsh revivals and the um, Scottish Hebrides revivals and, and a whole bunch of other little revivals around that, like Azusa Street, the beginning of them would be the same. There would be a very low spiritual tide among the community. And the people were in a point where they were, you know, just completely godless. You know, in Wales, it was the, one of the most godless places in the world at the time. You know, the predominant um, industry was mining. And if you, if you know miners, they're a pretty rough bunch. You know, their language isn't clean. To the point where up during the revival, their donkeys wouldn't respond to them anymore when they were calling out commands because all their commands contained a swear word. And because they were during the revival, they stopped swearing. They no longer swore and the animals didn't know what to do because <laughs> their instructions were based on swearing. You know, so. We're in a situation very similar but a little different. I believe with the the way the world's going, with the current climate in the world, we're uh, heading towards the return of Christ. I don't know if anyone else can sense it. I can sense it, but it's more I can see from looking at world events that things are starting to take place. No idea of the date. I'm not going to announce a date today. (laughs) We know from world events that the day of the coming of the Lord is near. We are very, very close. And... Prior to the coming of the Lord, there's going to be a revival. Joel 2.28 announces that. You know, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. This was afterwards, after these terrible things have taken place. He's going to pour out his spirit on all flesh. 
Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your old men will dream dreams. Your young men will see visions. Even on my servants, both old and young, I'll pour out a spirit in those days. Mm-hmm. I'll show wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood, fire, and billows of smoke. The sun will be turned to darkness, the moon to blood, before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So there's going to be this revival, and it's going to happen in the sense that uh, the Bible tells us that when Satan comes in like a flood, the Lord will raise up a standard against him. He's going to raise up this standard. And so when the enemy's coming in, and we're seeing the enemy coming in, the world has been swept away by paganism and hedonism. Uh, Hedonism is the desire for pleasure. You know, everyone desires pleasure continuously. A paganistic society, they're all just into whatever... Whatever you know makes them feel good. That's what they're into. A paganistic culture we're living in today, and there needs a standard raised against this, because it's uh, to a point where it's you know we're nearly drowning in it, even as Christians. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the only way I see, uh, according to Scripture, and the only way I see according to history is God's got to do something, and we've got to be the people that stand in the gap and pray the prayers that gets God's attention that God will say, okay, they're ready for me now. And it all starts with the church. It's always begun, revivals of Jesus Christ has always begun in the churches. And it's surprising what happens during revivals. As much as right now, it's common for people just to think you're an idiot if you say you believe in Jesus. It's amazing how during revivals, that turns around and the status quo becomes, you know, if you don't believe in Jesus, there's something wrong. You know, during revival, everyone's going to embrace Jesus. Mm. But there's still, according to Scripture, there's going to be a huge portion of society that won't as well, of, of the world. There's still going to be that opposition. So what we've got to do is we've got to believe that God's going to do something here. Because I'm, I, I've been looking at this week, it's just been really dawning on me. I'm just looking around, I'm going, man, because I'm, I'm having daily debates with atheists. They troll my videos. I don't know who's heard the word troll. They deliberately search for videos to write obscene things and, and to debate. They go on not for any other object except to publish you. And so I've got all these trolls coming on my videos. Every day, at least two atheists. No Christian comments. I'm just waiting for some nice, you know, that wonderful sermon, Rob. No, just rubbishing me, coming, attacking the jugular every day. Some I just ignore. That proves you're doing a good job on them. That's because I'm <laughs> suffering persecution <laughs> for the name. Rejoice. <laughs> but uh, what it also does is it makes me realise just how how degenerated the yeah. society is. How anti-religious they are now. How anti-Jesus, anti-God, like passionate with a passion. Mm. And I'm not I'm not actually worried about you know uh, what they think of me. They can think whatever they want. You can't stop that. But what I'm worried about is their souls. So I, I try to just avoid their debate and their questions and their arguments, even though I have sort of took up some of them. And I just go straight for the heart of the matter. I say, where are you going to be on judgment back? What are you going to do when Jesus comes back? Are you going to be right with him? And I, just, I put it straight back at them according to the gospel. You know, is your faith system going to hold up when you face death? You know. So we've got to pray that God does something because I'm out of energy in the sense that if I can only do so much, who feels that way? Mm. You talk and talk and talk and talk and talk. You get to the end of your talking and there's still no change. Yeah. And you think, man, if God doesn't do something, I'm just, you know, I feel like a bag of gas. You know, raving on, raving on, but, you know, no changes forthcoming. 
So let's let's pray. And um, what I'm going to do in relation to it, where normally we all pray, there will be time for that. But I want to really launch in with some prayers. But before I do, I'm just going to read what I've written here. We need to be revived by God himself. We need God to enter into our lives in a supernatural way. We need to experience the genuineness of his presence as we as we as well as see him work powerfully in our lives. We've got to see him working powerfully in our lives. We've got to see the genuineness of his presence. Tommy Teddy said it. You know, so many people come to church expecting to have an encounter with God in church. I get to church and they have an encounter with man. And they walk away disillusioned. Because they want they come to church to meet with God. But they get here and they don't meet with God. They meet with man. And that shouldn't be, should it? They should be coming in here and we should be that spirit-filled. There should be so much of God in us and so much of God in this place that they experience God. And, you know, whether we're here or not, the fact is they're here with God and that's the main thing. And then God ministers to them. Mm. And this has been the case in many churches of the past. There has been churches that have functioned at that level of anointing, especially during the First Great Awakening under John Wesley and George Whitfield. Uh, Second Great Awakening under uh, Charles Finney. People would be in meetings with Charles Finney. If people were in opposition, there was actually a few times where people were actually struck dead in the in the church during his meetings because they were in such staunch opposition to what he was preaching, and they were actually they died in the pulp, in the uh, pews. And people would feel like an uh, who's the guy Jonathan Edwards when Jonathan Edwards would preach people would start screaming as if they were getting sucked into hell. They would start screaming from the pew because they would feel, you know, the reality of hell so strongly and they'd be crying out for salvation. Save me from where I'm going, you know, because the presence of God would embrace them and their consciousness would be so filled with the presence of God that they would just be, you know, um, have to repent right on the spot. During Duncan Campbell's revivals in the Scottish Hebrides, they were conducting a service. There was an incredible revival going on, but they walked outside and hundreds of town folk who were all, you know, anti-religious, anti-God and all that, they're all standing at the door and they're all crying out, how do we get saved? We feel like we've, we're going to die. Hell's, not, hell's too good for us. We're so wretched. And he's saying, come right in. <laughs> But hundreds of people, he was walking down the street and everywhere he walked, he would hear people crying in ditches or along the sides and he'd get to a, a place, he remembers getting to a police station, hundreds of people just gathered, didn't know why they gathered, middle of the night, and they're all crying, Lord, help us, we need to get saved. And he'd be just, just ministering no matter where he went because God's presence was over the whole island. Scottish Hebrides was filled, you've just read that account, haven't you? incredible move of God through that place. And it was brought on, get this, it was brought on, the Scottish Hebrides Revival, by two praying ladies, both 80 years old. Two little old ladies praying. They decided that they couldn't stand it any longer. They just hated the way people were. And they got to praying and they started praying uh, regularly for hours and hours on end. And then God sent this revival. So... So I've come to the conclusion that we have got to get serious with God and we've got to function as God has called us to function and he's called us to function as a house of prayer for all nations. So let's turn to Matthew, Matthew 21. And this was as Jesus entered the temple and there were people there who were buying and selling. 
Um, and he overturned the tables of the money changers and the benches and those selling doves. He remember that he made yeah. a whip of cords and he, you know, was like Bruce Lee in there, smashing them all over the place. <laughs> Could you imagine God going no. off in a situation like that? Anyway, and he said, "This is what he said to them." This is 21.13, Matthew. It is written, he said to them, My house will be called a house of prayer, but you are making it a den of robbers. And we're in the same situation. We have got to become a house of prayer. This is what the first and primary obligation of the church is, to become a house of prayer. And so many churches don't realise that, that they're called to pray, they're called to be a house of prayer, that they think they're called to be a house of preaching and a one-hour prayer meeting once a week. And have we been guilty of that? We've been guilty of that. But we're called to pray, first and foremost, a house of prayer. Preaching should overflow out of prayer. Prayer shouldn't be the extra bit we do when we preach. In a lot of churches, you'll hear a two-minute prayer before the sermon, maybe after the sermon. But the sermon is the highlight. The sermon is what it's all about. But I believe, uh, and I wrote about this in God's Heart Cry, and you know, it's so easy to slip away from this and not, live by it, you know. So I've been in hypocrisy. I've known this, but I've always, you know, thought it was all about the sin. You know, and, and in many respects you do. You've got to do your research. You've got to prepare a good sermon, but you've got to do it from a spirit of prayer. And the church should be predominantly about prayer. You know, if we're not, if the church isn't praying, who's going to be praying? Who's going to pray for all these lost souls out there? You know, if we're not doing it, who's going to do it? Because the unbelievers won't do it. Mm. And so what we have is a lack of prayer. A lack of spiritual prayer from the church. And therefore our society is degenerated as a result. And the fault lies with the church. Because the, I believe the more praying there is in the world, the better the world's going to be. The less praying, the less good it's going to be in the world. Because God has ordered it that way. It's an eternal law. He can only act according to the prayers of the saints. If the saints don't pray, he can't act. He will not go over the head of the church. You know? It's just, it's the order. We've got to authorise it in prayer. We authorise things to be done in the heavenlies and over our country through prayer. If we don't authorise it, it doesn't get done. God can't act. We tie his hands, if that were possible. Because he won't go over the head of the church. That's how important prayer is. And we've got to really get this in, in our hearts. It says in Psalm 101, verse 6, My eyes will be on the faithful in the land, that they may dwell with me. He whose walk is blameless will minister to me. How do you get your walk blameless before God? You know? You have to get covered by the blood of Jesus. Because none of us are blameless, are we? No. So we've got to be covered in the blood of Jesus. So that's going to be our first prayer. And uh, then I'm going to minister to God. It says, he whose walk is blameless will minister to me. So what we do when we pray, we minister to God. And, you know, I do a lot of ministering to you guys, but we've got to now minister to God. And I'm going to start just, and I'm going to minister to God today, and that's what it's all about. So I thought I'd just give you a broad overview of why this. I think this is necessary. Um, because the burden for souls is getting stronger on me, and we've got to see God act. All right, so... Lord, I just firstly just ask you right now that you'll just wash me in your precious blood as I minister to you and wash all of us here in the blood of Jesus so that we would all stand blameless before you. That uh, our 
consciences will be clear so that we can seek you with all our heart. And Lord, I pray that today as I start to pray these prayers that you've laid on my heart to pray, I pray that you put a spirit of unity among us all, that we would all agree together and believe together and these prayers will go up from a spirit of unity because your word says when we pray together and agree, it will be done. Mm. And so, Lord, I just pray for that spirit of unity and agreement so that, Lord, these prayers will take effect in the heavenlies and so that we can see some answers forthcoming. Because, Lord, I'm, I'm overdoing it all in my own strength. It's got to be by the Spirit of God. It's got to be done mm. by your Spirit, by your power. We pray this in your glorious name. Mm. My Lord and Father God, we pray to you in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, by the Holy Spirit. We pray in the name of Jesus Christ by the precious Spirit. We honour you as God and Lord of all. Lord, we look to you. You are the God that created all that is. You are the God above all gods. You are the King above all kings, the Lord above all lords. There is no one else above you or greater than you. You are the King of kings and Lord of lords. Mm -hmm. And we acknowledge you as that today. And everything of any good that is going to take place on this earth is going to take place by your hand. And Lord, we see the forces of evil coming strongly against us, Lord. But we know that you can push back those forces of darkness by the Spirit of God. And Lord, we need your help. We need your assistance here, Lord Jesus. We welcome your son Jesus into our midst right now. We welcome you, Lord Jesus. Just come in here, please, Lord, and be with us as we, as we pray together and believe. Just sit with us, Lord Jesus, and anoint and bless and bless this meeting. In your name. We open our hearts to the Holy Spirit to come upon us and direct the courses of these prayers. Lord, without your Holy Spirit, we can't even pray. We can't even confess belief in your name without the Holy Spirit. And we need you, Holy Spirit, to pray through us and through me as I lead in these prayers now. In the name of Jesus. Firstly, Lord, we pray for your church to repent. We pray for your church to get right before you, Lord. Because the church is going wayward in so many fronts, Lord. Um, we see uh, with the Joe Schimmel video on the um, uh, on the emerging church and, and just how wayward they are in their doctrine and the seeker-sensitive movement and how wayward they are, the Rick Warren uh, purpose-driven movement and how wayward they are in their doctrine. And so many others, just mega churches, just they preach only the, the, the nice parts of Scripture and they ignore so many doctrines that speak to the contrary. And so, Lord, we pray, Lord, you forgive your people for this and that you would remove stands, lampstands, from churches that uh, do not represent you and do not preach your doctrine. And we pray for a cleaning up of the church. And we need this cleaning up, Lord, because the church has got to represent you in these days. And they need to be cleansed of all the impurity, all the corruptness that's taking place in them, Lord. So that your church would shine before men. And it wouldn't be seen to be hypocritical. It wouldn't be seen to be filled with people just living just normal lives, just secular lives, just like everybody else, doing the same things, committing the same sins. But Lord, that your church would be holy, your church would be spotless, without blame, mm. without blemish, so that when you come, Lord, you will find faith on this earth. So we pray that you'll do this in your church. Humble your people and wake them up to their sin. Awaken them, Lord, because so many Christians don't see that they sin and they live unholy lives and they live lives of sin and debauchery and then claim to believe in you as well. And Lord, we just pray for a cleaning up and a uh, move of repentance to sweep over your people. And Lord, it's, uh, Lord, every one of us here is guilty of this. We need to be cleaned up. 
clean us up. Open their eyes, the church's eyes, to the reality of the urgency of the times we live in. Help them to see that, Lord, we are living in, in urgent times. We are living in times where uh, your coming is on the cards. But, Lord, there's certain things that have to take place, but we know that you're coming and we have to get ready for this. And help them to see the desperate need for evangelism. Help them, help them see the need for prayer so that so many more people won't go to hell as a result of of living a, a life in this world, but they'll turn to you and receive you as Lord and Savior. Help your people to see that desperate need for prayer because, Lord, our church, the church, the body of Christ on this planet is supposed to be a house of prayer for all nations. We're supposed to be a people filled with the Spirit and filled with prayer. As Paul commands us to pray unceasingly, Lord, so many of us fall so far short, it's, it's ridiculous mm. to the point where we barely pray. And Lord, I've been guilty of that. Mm. And Lord, help us to change. Mm. Forgive us for not praying. Forgive us for not being concerned for our fellow men. Forgive us for uh, being concerned about the wrong things in life, like making money and, and, and just living for pleasure. Mm. But help us to get concerned for the right things, the things that matter, yes. which is the salvation of souls. Because, Lord, one day when we get to heaven, we're going to see those souls that have gone on to eternal destruction and it's going to break our hearts. And we're going to see the, our harvest field in hell. People that we could have reached if only we turned to you in a greater capacity. And, Lord, we're living in an age where there's no greater need now than ever. Uh, there's, there's been no time greater for the need of revival, no time greater for the need for the church to awaken as Mark Drusick calls it, the sleeping giant. That's mm. just sleeping. It needs to wake it up. Wake it up, Lord Jesus. The second point we're going to pray is that you get more actively involved in human affairs, Lord. We need you to get involved in, in the mm. affairs of this world, Lord. Lord, you hear the arguments of the masses today. You hear the arguments of atheists today. You, you hear their uh, points and their uh, beliefs and their views and their concepts and theories. And we know that you have a great power that you can make yourself known. As I was just reading today about a, a scientist who found you under the microscope, seeing just looking under the microscope, you realise that you are true and, and others that have found you in through science. Lord, we, want, we pray that you will wake people up in their fields of expertise and their interests, that they will see you and you'll reveal yourself individually to more and more people, Lord Jesus. Open their spiritual eyes. Help them to see that there's got to be more than a godless world, a world without God. And we pray that you will transform and change their hearts to accept you as Lord and Savior. We pray that you transform them, change them, turn them into the people that they're meant to be as you design them to be. Help them to recognize that they are wonderfully designed, fearfully and wonderfully made. Help them to see that they are the work of a divine architect, a divine yes. Um, designer who has the capacity to create life and give it intelligence and give it the ability to create. And so, Lord, help them. Reveal yourself to these people. Reveal yourself in ways that will send a river of revival flowing through the streets and homes of our cities. Reveal yourself to so many people in our cities, Lord, in our communities, Lord Jesus. And this, we live in a real pagan community, a, a very agnostic and atheistic community is all around us, Lord. But, Lord, we know that you can enter into the hearts of men and women all over this place and into the hearts of children. 
that you can make yourself known. Mm-hmm. Lord, just open their eyes. Reveal yourself. Pour out a spirit of revival and help them to see that they need to get right with you. They need to find you. They need to seek for you. And we pray that you pour out your spirit and send revival just in our community, Lord. We need a revival by the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need a revival in ourselves. Each and every one of us here needs to be revived and alive in you. We need to be filled with the Spirit at all times so that we can uh, have an impact on people's lives as we meet with them. Lord, empower your people in the Spirit. Baptize us, Lord. Your word says that when they got baptized, they received power from on high and they started to uh, do incredible things in your name. They started to, um, everyone they preached to, turn to you. Lord, they, they were laying hands on the sick, they were getting up. They raised up a paralytic. They uh, raised the dead. Lord Jesus, they walked in the signs and wonders of, of apostles and, and disciples of that time. And Lord, we're seeing uh, less and less of this in the modern church. So, Lord, I ask that you would just baptize us in the Spirit and give us power, power to influence people with the gospel, power to reach someone's heart. Lord, that same power you gave to Charles Finney, that uh, who if he went even a day without seeing someone come to know you as Lord and Savior, he would fast and repent until the power came back. Just one day without seeing a soul, he would be alerted and, and start to seek you. And so, Lord, I pray that we would have that hunger to see souls saved, I pray that you would put it in our hearts by the power of the Holy Spirit and that we would, just in our general conversation, we'll see people turning to you as Lord and Saviour. Empower your people in prayer, spirit-led prayer, that will open the floodgates of heaven. Lord, give us power to speak out your name in public and in private, Lord, and and that the floodgates of heaven will open as a result. Lord, again, I'm drawing on from Scripture that the uh, disciples had that power. And Lord, we ask that you would give it to us, you would entrust it to us, and if if there's things in us that we've got to get right, make it clear to us so that we can repent and get right with you so that power will be poured out upon us in your mighty name. We pray for your uh, apparent evangelism. Give us the Spirit so that we can convert unbelievers effectively. We need your Spirit to guide our words so that as we speak to people, the perfect words are given so that we can just uh, reach their hearts and, and even words of knowledge so that we can reveal stuff to them that they never, that they can't believe that we know. Mm, yes. And Lord, all by the Spirit of God. And Lord, all we do is the speaking by the Spirit, just flowing by your Spirit. And Lord, give us incredible insight into how to win people to Jesus. As, as the Word says, he who wins souls is wise. Give us mm. wisdom to win souls, my Lord. Mm, Empower your people with powers in healing, Lord Jesus. Lord, your word tells us that the early disciples healed with a word. They would just say, get up, and the people would get up, get up from the dead. And Lord, we pray that you give us this power to heal. Mm-hmm. And we pray, we know it comes out of the baptism, baptize us so that we can walk in that power. Mm-hmm. Also, your word says that signs and wonders will follow true disciples of the Lord. And Lord, let signs and wonders follow us. And Lord, if there's any doubts in us to walk in this, Lord, I pray now that you will remove those doubts and replace our doubts with faith so that we can walk in signs and wonders just like the early disciples did. And Lord, there is no greater time than now for the Spirit to move in our lives in this capacity. The days are getting quite dark now and we're seeing world powers that are rising up and governments that are starting to close in 
uh, on their people. Where I was just watching last night, Lord, uh, in America, the prisons are starting to be occupied with soldiers now that they've built these uh, large prisons and they're starting to send um, prison guards there. And they believe it's in, the, in a move towards a mass roundup of civilians. And Lord, we know that these, this has been on the cards for a long time, but Lord, we can see that it's starting to take shape. And we know the days are getting darker and darker. And Lord, we ask that you will do something that you'll do something in your people, that you'll give us signs and wonders to follow us, mm. Lord, and that you'll give us ministries that we will have to walk through, walk out and that the power of our words will be great. Like when the guards were sent by the Pharisees to arrest Jesus, but they couldn't arrest him because they said, no one speaks like this man. He's got authority. But no one knew where he got his authority from, but no one could arrest him because of the level of his authority. And so, Lord, we pray that you give your people this authority so we can have greater authority in, from a spiritual perspective than even the prime ministers and presidents of our countries. Mm-hmm. So we speak with this authority. And, Lord, again, if there's doubts in us to think that how could this happen with us, Lord, let them be removed. Give us faith, Lord Jesus. Empower your people with prophecy, dreams and visions. Lord, your word says that in the last days we will receive dreams and visions. And I've been hearing people telling me dreams and visions that they've Mm. been receiving. And Lord, I pray for more. I pray that all of us here will start to receive dreams and visions. Mm. Old men will receive dreams. Let us receive dreams and let the young ones receive visions. Lord, and I pray this in your mighty name. Also, Lord, empower your people with all the spiritual gifts needed to function Uh, the church like it functioned at first. Every spiritual gift that we lack as a church, and not when I say that, not just this church, Lord. All churches, all true Bible-believing churches, doctrinally accurate churches, Lord, give them the spiritual gifts that you gave out at first. Mm. And let your church be empowered to do the work of the Lord. And let revival follow in the midst. Let signs and wonders follow in the midst. Let words of prophecy and visions just come and just encourage the church and build the church up and strengthen the church. Because your word tells us about prophecy, that if an unbeliever comes in when everybody is prophesying, that they will be convicted of their sin and turn to the Lord. So Lord, give us powers in prophecy, I pray. Lord, I also ask for you to raise up prophets in this congregation. Lord, your word tells us that you do nothing without telling your servants the prophets. Amos 3, 7, surely the sovereign Lord does nothing without revealing his plan to his servants, the prophets. Lord, raise up prophets in this place, even among us, among this small group. Raise up prophets, people who will speak the word of God and speak uh, of, of things yet to come uh, or of decisions that need to be made with and, and give us the sermon and uh, give us direction and will help us to go forward. Lord, we need your prophecy. We need your words of prophecy to guide us as it did at first. Your words of prophecy always guided the church in the beginning and throughout. And we pray that they will be given to us in these times. Speak to us and show us what is soon to come. Give direction and insight to this congregation so that we can know what we must do for you. Lord, there are so many things that we've got to do. And we need your direction at every step of the way. Because anything that we do, which is a good idea... Is not necessarily a God idea. We need God ideas. Mm. We need God spirit-led ideas. Also, Lord, we pray for you to save our families. 
Lord, just soften the hearts of our loved ones mm. by the power of your Holy Spirit. Mm. There are so many uh, people in the in our families that just are at odds with you. They 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 don't believe in God, and even if they did believe in God, they hate God because their express thing is if if God is real and He's allowing this to go on, then He's this and He's that. Lord, we pray for the softening of their hearts. We pray for wisdom to be given to them so that they can discern truth from lies, discern the mess that's going on in their minds. As I said before, it's their, their minds are filled with uh, confusion and, um, and it's like a tangled mess mm. and nearly impossible to untangle sometimes. But Lord, we know what's impossible with man is possible with God. And we pray that you untangle the mess of confusion and, and, and uh, lies and, and um, things that are going on in the hearts and minds of people that we know who don't know you yet. And we pray that you wake them up and reveal yourself to them by the power of God. Mm. Lord, show us by the Spirit what we must do and say to bring our families to faith. Show mm. us by the Spirit, Lord, what, what we must be saying, how we must be living, the uh, evidences that we've got to show at times, the words that we've got to say just to penetrate their hearts. Help us to be led by the Spirit so we will always speak uh, something that is going to bring them to a knowledge of the truth. Mm. And give us great wisdom in this, Lord. As I said before, he who wins souls is wise. We need your wisdom to win souls, Lord. Open them up to your reality, Lord, mm. in a powerful way. We can only do what we can do in the sense that we can tell them, Lord, but you've got to reveal yourself. You've got to show that you are the way, the truth, and the life in their hearts. Mm. And that's why you've given us the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's in us, but we've got to get the Holy Spirit in them, Lord. Mm. So that's your job. Mm. Holy Spirit, go to work in the hearts of our families and our loved ones. Reveal yourself. Help them to be open to you. Cause them to question the status quo and seek for truth. Lord, too many of us today, not only do they just uh, accept what they're taught on TV, in, from atheist documentaries and they accept what they're taught from their science teacher and all these things, Lord. Uh, I pray that they start to question that. I pray that they'll start to question these things. I pray they'll be concerned for truth. Mm. I've heard so many people say to me, I don't care about truth. I just want to party and have a good time. Lord, I pray that that changes. I pray that they'll start to want to know truth and discern truth and be able to live by truth. Because, Lord, without, if you don't live by truth, you're not really living. Uh, you, you can't live by lies. So, Lord, I pray that they'll start to question the status quo and seek for this truth. Give all of us here opportunities to minister uh, words of life that will greatly impact them. Give us these opportunities. Open up opportunities. And, Lord, I pray that they'll be open to receiving words. They won't. Uh, the opportunities won't come with intense debates and arguments, but they'll come with softening. Mm. a receiving of their spirit, that they will start to receive everything that we say. And Lord, we'll be walking away going, wow, mm. that was God. It was too easy. It was too easy. Lord, we just pray that for the spirit to go to work now. Mm. Number six, we, we pray that you impact your people with a revival of Jesus Christ. Impact us personally right mm. now. Lord, we need your Holy Spirit. We need you, Jesus. Mm. We need to be impacted. We need to be transformed and changed. We, we, I, want to, I want all of us here to walk out of here changed, transformed, and different. And Lord, I know you want that more than I want that. And so, Lord, that's what matters. 
Lord, that we are changed. And so impact us by your Holy Spirit. Impact each and every one of us personally. Impact our hearts, impact our minds, impact our lives, uh, impact our physical matter. So we'll vibrate differently, Lord. So we'll walk out of here and we'll be vibrating on the same level as Jesus Christ himself. Lord, impact us with your spirit every moment. So it doesn't wear off by the end of the day, but every moment we are receiving an impacting connection with you. Keep us connected with you each and every day. So when we wake up in the morning, our, our thoughts immediately go to Jesus. And as we go through the day, every moment of the day, our thoughts keep coming back to Jesus every moment. Lord, let this be, I pray. Lord, impact your church so that they will walk in the spirit. Raise up effective ministers of the gospel, Lord. Lord, I know that uh, a lot of us here have been speaking about, about you to people. And we've been ministering for you. Lord, I pray for more effective ministries. Each and every one of us will walk more effectively in their ministry and will win more and more souls to, know, uh, to, to faith. Thank you. And Lord Jesus, as, as we've seen in the past, the, the, the level of appreciation we'll get received from these people as they come to know the truth will just be overwhelming. I, I pray that that will be the motivation behind each and every one of us getting more and more effective in you. So I pray for a, you will raise up effective ministers of the gospel in this church in the name of Jesus. And lastly, number seven, come Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, speed your coming. Your word tells us that uh, we've got to pray these prayers and speed your coming. And Lord, I know that uh, if there's a certain amount of souls that have to come to a knowledge of the faith, that every soul that comes to knowledge of the truth is one soul closer to your coming. And so, Lord, help us to do our part as a church in seeing that the the souls come in, in seeing the harvest and seeing the, the harvest... Uh, um, reaped as we as we go out into the harvest field and we bring souls into the kingdom lord i pray you give us a resilience against uh uh people arguing and persecuting us that it will just bounce off us like water off a fish's back lord it will just be uh off a duck's back is the way saying <laughs> water doesn't get off a fish's back <laughs> just like water fish <laughs> but lord let us become like ducks lord <laughs> uh, let it rain all day long when we don't get wet yeah but uh, protect us all in the days ahead Lord Jesus mm. keep us safe and in your protection in the coming days watch over us and protect us Lord it says that we, uh, we that we get under your wing Lord that you embrace us you put out your wing over us and you protect us Lord and let us feel that covering that blood covering over us at every moment so that as we go out and we witness the people that um, even in the most extreme situations we will not lose faith, we will not lose mm. confidence we will not lose the boldness mm. we will not uh, mm. back down from the cause but we will keep on going forward Give us, make us tough in this Lord let us not get easily put off and easily deterred from these things and I know in the past I have um, and it's very easy to when people reject you but Lord give us, give us, make us, give us strength to go forward as ministers for your name let your spirit always guide and direct our paths so that we walk with the right, on the right path continually and never turn away from you or your word as truth. Always guide and direct us, Lord. Always keep us on that path continually and, and let us never turn to the right or the left. 
Let us never doubt. Lord, I come against the this, this sickness of doubt in the church. It's a disease that's spreading like gangrene through the church. I pray right now that you will break the hold of doubt in the church yeah. and you will replace that doubt with faith, yes. a faith that can move mountains. Mm. Give us, each and every one of us, that mustard seed. Mm. Give us that mustard seed of, of faith so that we can see the uh, answers to our prayers forthcoming. Lord, give us all the hunger for the Word of God. Make us Bible moths like John Wesley, that we just eat the Word of God. Help us to know it like the back of our hand. Help us to uh, speak off uh, verses from memory without any problem whatsoever. Mm. And let us just get into the Word every day so that we can just discourse on the Bible for hours at a time if necessary. Give us all a passion to pray. Every last one of us here, just put a burden, a great passion by the Spirit of God to pray and seek you daily and and put it in our hearts to want to get together with each other just to pray. Make it something that just uh, is so strong in us that we just be looking for opportunities. When can we pray? Let's go and pray. Let's do this. Now, we want to do that more than eating together, but we want to pray together. Give us all a heart to see the lost find you. Because so many people are out there that are lost, Lord, and a lot of the time we really forget all about it. Mm. And it, it, we push it out of our mind and we uh, just keep on living life as, as per normal. But, Lord, let it hurt us in the sense that let it burden us. Let us see the reality of their choices. That Let us see the outcome where, where they will be in less than 100 years' time if they continue to hold these views so that we can... Uh, so that it can really do something inside us and change us deeply. Lord, burden us for the souls of men so that we pray without ceasing and so that we intercede continually for the souls of men. Help us to intercede constantly and bring the souls into the kingdom by the Spirit of God. Lord, help us to believe that this city, this state, this country that we live in could see a revival of Jesus Christ in the coming days Give us the faith to believe. Mm. Give us the faith to believe that this country could be immersed in the Holy Spirit and people we never thought would turning to Jesus and preaching the gospel on a massive scale. Let us believe. Help us to believe for this. Lord, open up the heavenlies and let your spirit come down upon men over this great south land of the Holy Spirit. It's the only country in the world called the great south land of the Holy Spirit. Lord, let it be the great Southland, the Holy Spirit. Fill this country with your Spirit. And Lord, I finally I pray, Lord, let none of these prayers return to us void. But may we see them all answered and active in this place and in this city. Let us, let not one of these prayers fall to the ground. Mm. But may they all come back fruitful. May they all come back with fruit on them, Lord, so that we can see that, yes, you have definitely answered these prayers. Lord, I just pray again, if there's any doubt, remove it from this congregation. Remove it from our hearts so that we can believe by faith and know that this is your will. That this is your will. And I pray this in the wonderful name of Jesus, to the Father, Father of all, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. See you.